0: Today's episode is brought to you by Create Engage, the digital marketing agency for the disruptive management consultancy. Digital marketing has moved forwards, but most consulting firms haven't. Many consulting firms still see their corporate blog as their sole digital marketing channel and find themselves frustrated when these blogs yield little, if any, results. For those consultancies that understand digital marketing, though, it can be a huge asset and help them achieve rapid business growth. In fact, at Create Engage, we've recently written a case study of one successful consulting firm that used digital marketing to help them grow over 400% in just three years. Having spent countless hours researching consulting firms and consulting leaders for this podcast, it became very clear that while some firms do digital marketing well, the vast majority of consulting firms struggle to leverage its power and don't know where to start. To help those of you who want to harness the power of digital marketing to grow your consulting business, but don't have the knowledge, capacity, or in-house capability to do so, I launched Create Engage, the first digital marketing agency for the management consulting industry. As former consultants ourselves, we understand the challenges that you face when it comes to delivering effective digital marketing that engages prospective clients and generates leads. Having worked in the industry, we understand consulting buyers, what resonates with them, and what doesn't. This enables us to harness the latest in digital marketing in a way that aligns with your brand and your market positioning to attract the prospective clients that you're looking to target. We understand that each consultancy is unique and have a range of services to help you shape, implement, and sustain effective digital marketing strategies that deliver results, regardless of where you are on your digital marketing journey. If you would like to find out more, about how Create Engage can help you use digital marketing to take your business to the next level then send me an email at nick at createengage.co.uk or go to our website createengage.co.uk where you can download that free case study that breaks down the digital marketing strategies used by one successful consulting firm to help them grow over 400% in just three years and gives you the secrets they used so that you can apply them in your own firm. If you want to outpace your competitors and stand out in the crowded consulting market, then get in touch. We'd love to help you grow your business through digital marketing. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Climbing Consulting. For today's episode, I wanted to bring you something slightly different. We're taking a break from the usual format, and I wanted really to share something that I think will help you, whether you're running a consulting firm and you're looking for ideas, or you are In a consulting firm and you are looking for ways to actually grow your own career if you have listened to any of my previous podcast episodes on how to effectively market your consulting firm then you will know that at create engage we are big believers in putting your team front and center showcasing their experience and expertise as part of your marketing as we all know a successful consulting firm is built on the capability of its people all of its people not just the partners And because of that, we always recommend showcasing that strength in depth as part of your marketing. If you're currently running a firm, it's critical for you to be getting those more junior colleagues out front and center to show that depth, show that capability across the firm. If actually you're listening to this and you are in those more junior grades, you're on your path to partner, well, it's a great chance for you to actually build that personal brand, build that network and and really get to be known as that go-to person in your specialism. Because when you make that jump, that's going to be invaluable to you. Now. As you'll know, I always like to lead by example and share ideas of what good looks like when we're talking about something like this. And so to help you either grow your firm or your career, I wanted to share today's episode as just such an example. In today's episode of Climate Consulting, I make way for Create Engage's very own Hannah Urbanek, who was recently featured on the 20 Minute Marketing podcast with host Liam Quinn. In case you don't know Hannah already, she is a Senior Marketing Manager here at Create Engage. She has a wealth of knowledge on how to create effective marketing for consulting firms and leads our work with a number of our longest standing clients. In addition to all of the great work she does here at Create Engage, Hannah is also a School of Marketing founding 50 member and ambassador. This fantastic organization is focused on offering a new type of skills-based marketing education for people at all stages of their career. And it's definitely worth checking out if you're keen to build up your skills in marketing. During today's conversation, Hannah and Liam discuss a whole host of really interesting topics, including how you can push the boundaries of marketing for your consultancy, or any B2B business for that matter. What you can do to create engaging content that helps you attract your target client. And the best ways to use social channels like LinkedIn to grow your brand and accelerate your business development. Whether you are looking to find out more about how you can use marketing to help your consulting firm, or you're looking for inspiration about how you can start to do more to grow your own personal brand, I know you're going to get a ton from this conversation with Hannah and Liam. So with the intro over, all of that said, all that is left is to say, I hope you enjoy today's conversation with Hannah Urbanek and Liam Quinn.
1: All right, so let's talk all things B2B. I don't have a set agenda, we're just going to riff about B2B marketing trends, strategy and see where the conversation takes us really. I'll start with a few basic questions, Hannah. So you've worked in B2B marketing in both agency and client side since graduating. Was there something that drew you towards B2B or was it more of a coincidence?
2: Yeah, so I think it was very much a bit of a coincidence. So I think lots of marketeers kind of just stumble into marketing to begin with. But I think especially within the B2B space, I don't know anyone within marketing that kind of went to university or even like early on in their career just said B2B is, it is exactly what I want to do and so I'm very much a marketing cliche in that sense that when I was at university I wanted to work for a big FMCG brand and you know do all the cool marketing campaigns that you see on TV and on social media and all that so yeah very much your box standard marketeer and also it doesn't help like from my perspective that at least within my degree, everything that we covered was very much B2C and big brand focused. And so there wasn't really an exposure to B2B. Obviously, you learn what it is, but you never, when you do coursework or kind of case studies or anything like that, it's hardly ever a B2B brand, um, at least in my experience. So I very much like fell into the space. But yeah, like I said, I've always like since Since I started, it's always been within B2B marketing and I haven't looked back since and I haven't regretted any of it. So yeah, I think, you know, it is quite an underrated sector to be in and it's a really exciting one, I think, especially within this year with all brands having to kind of change course and the B2B sector had to change course significantly. And I think, well, we can get onto that later on, but just on a high level, I mean, B2B is very much a sector that is focused on on building relationships and a lot of it is you know especially within the consulting and professional services space. it's a lot of it is through networking. Um, and that kind of has gone out the window this year, hasn't it? So um, So yeah, I think it's an exciting time to be in the in the space.
1: Yeah, I agree that a lot of people fall into the B2B industry, and I think there needs to be more focus in education on how it differs from consumer side and the benefits of going into a B2B role when you leave in university or its equivalent. So what are some of the things that stand out to you in B2B that are different to consumer side then? I know you mentioned networking there, but I'm curious to know what else you could add.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I think budget sizes are very different. Um, so I think, you know, I know that like big B2C brands have tons of budgets. But I think even when you look at a medium-sized B2B business, their budgets are significantly different because they're, you know, that the turnover is in a completely different, different scale. Um, you know, you'll always struggle to get big budgets. But I think from my experience within B2B, it's de- it's definitely a little bit easier. I also think there's more flex on pushing boundaries and being more creative within B2B. I think that's because. Within B2C, everyone's kind of competing at the same level and they're very much forward thinking and it's the next best thing. Whereas within B2B, you've got the opportunity to really go back to the drawing board and kind of start from the basics, if you will, um, and kind of reinvent yourself as you go along, because within the space... Lots of great things are happening, but it's not as saturated and fast moving as the B2C sector might be. So I think that's definitely something that that jumps out to you. And you've got that space to kind of just really think outside the box because it is a slower moving market, if you will. And then I also think, you know, I'm very much a believer of at the end of the day, you deal with people. So whether you're in B2C or whether you're in B2B, there will be some differences there. But at the end of the day, it's people doing business with people and people talking to people. So it's very much what I see go wrong a lot of the time with B2B brands is that they try to sound super complicated um, and just make them sound super intelligent but at the end of the day can a six-year-old read your copy and say yeah I get that probably not Um, which is I think where b2c is a little bit ahead of the game but I think that's also a great opportunity for b2b brands to you know replicate some of the great efforts that are happening in b2c and kind of just replicate some of the creativity and some of the the simplistic marketing efforts if you will so yeah i think those those are some of the the high level ones that jump out to me
1: that's a great answer and i, I agree that budget can definitely be a challenge for some b2b marketers but that only makes people better to an extent as we have to become pros at allocating pots of budget and thinking outside the box so we're in unprecedented times right now. In terms of moving forward into 2021 and in the future, what are some things that B2B brands and marketers can focus on with their marketing content and strategy?
2: It's a very good question. I think, you know, I'm a big believer in giving value with any marketing that you do. So that starts with don't tell your customers and your your target audience, that you're an expert and that you're great. Show them. So show them through your content, show them through your service um, that you provide. So I think that needs to be key. So with any, any campaign that you run, any content that you push out, just before it goes out, just ask yourself, Is this giving value to the right people? I think it's a basic marketing exercise, right? To make sure that whatever you produce talks to the right people, but then also go that step further and go, actually, what are they going to get out of this? Is this just us shouting from the rooftops how great we are? Or is this actually giving value? And I think that's what is significantly more important this year as everyone, no matter what market you're in, no matter what country you're in, everyone's struggling a little bit in one way or another. And I think that's where it's so important, especially this year to really give value and make it easy for people to understand how you can help them. And so I think that's probably one of the main ones and whether that's whatever medium you choose to use for that is completely irrelevant. So whether that's a video series that you produce, or whether that's a podcast, or whether that's a webinar, really doesn't matter. It's just the angle of make sure that you give value to people and make sure that you're there when they need you. And I also think just as everyone's locked up at home, working from home, don't be scared to show a bit of personality, especially within B2B. I think brands have the tendency to you know, they're working with businesses. So therefore, they feel like they have to be super formal and have to be more corporate than B2C brands. But I think, you know, 2020 has shown us that we all do Zoom calls from our living rooms. So we're all getting to know each other a little bit better. Um, so why not make that come through your, your brand's marketing? So why not, you know, show a little bit of personality, showcase your team more, um, and just, just really bring that out.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think a lot of B2B owners play it safe and try to be too corporate, but then fall into the trap of not being able to stand out and reach the audience that their product or service deserves. We're in a position now where there is so much competition, so it's extremely important to get your marketing right. My next question is that a big part of B2B marketing focuses on LinkedIn. So I was wondering if you could share some things that you've been doing on the platform, along with any tips or any other channels that can be used to create B2B engagement.
2: Yeah, so definitely LinkedIn is your main platform. I Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think obviously now that LinkedIn has evolved a little bit this year as well with LinkedIn Stories, I think there's lots more to come and explore there. But so far, I think what has worked really well is video content. So, you know, and it's especially the video content within B2B that show some personality and show some behind the scenes. So just to give you an example there, um, we actually ended up moving offices early August. and So we were back in the office for a little bit before lockdown 2.0 was announced. And what we did when we moved was we did a little um, office tour. And, you know, this was just a two, not even a two minute video. And People absolutely loved it. We had obviously our clients all emailing us and bringing it up in meetings saying, Oh, I love the new office. But then even, you know, you could see. People liking and engaging with the content that we I haven't spoken to in years and years, but it really brings out sort of the people that really want to see actually what is going on behind the scenes. Like, And even I think as an agency for our clients, it's really nice to see they know us as their senior marketing managers. They obviously know Nick as a founder, but... They can actually see, you know, we have the team in the office and they can see a little bit of personality there and they can see what the space that we work in actually looks like. And it's not you know, we're not selling them anything at that point, but it just it helps people connect. And I think that's where I said, you know, just keep in mind you're working with people and people connect through getting to know you and getting to know the people that are a part of your team. So I think that is in terms of linkedin content that's what works really well and I think that's why video content works really well. But then also that's where personalities really shine through because yes I could you know talk about a service that we provide or a product that is coming out soon but at the end of the day what you're going to remember is Somebody's face, you know, a a funny facial expression or something funny happening in the background, that's what you're going to remember and that's who you're going to connect with. So I think that's definitely key. And as more and more people get on LinkedIn, it's going to become more difficult to stand out from the crowd. Um, So I think the more you can bring out your personality and your team's personalities, um, the better you will fare because people will remember. And if you entertain them, they will keep on coming back.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with your video tips. And to bounce off your answer, people consume content in so many ways now. They listen to business podcasts while driving, they watch videos while eating lunch, they go to YouTube for training. So it's very important that we're serving up different formats and making our content accessible.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And then I think when we talk about other platforms, as a B2B brand, don't underestimate Instagram. It might not sell your service or your product. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're a business and you're trying to recruit and grow, Instagram is going to be great for you. So I'm not saying it's going to work for everyone. And I know firsthand with, you know, most of our clients, we wouldn't recommend it, but there are certain brands and certain businesses where it definitely works. So I think let's not underestimate Instagram and, and the power that it has. And just because we're in the B2B space, I mean, again, would never recommend that you, any business out there within the b2b space just completely ignores linkedin and switches to instagram and just goes down that route but definitely i think that needs to be highlighted it works for b2c it can work for b2b if you have the right um, goal in mind for it and then i think you know email marketing within b2b works wonders so i think that needs to be mentioned Um, and it also helps with the relationship building aspect of it I'm not talking about sales emails. I'm talking about value giving emails. So if you have an ebook, if you have research, if you have any tools or frameworks that you can share with your target audience, then email marketing is great because it gives you that opportunity to to really follow up and also get some visibility around is anyone opening it, who's clicking on it, and then gives you the opportunity to either follow up via email or build that relationship On LinkedIn or or over Zoom calls, whatever it may be, but really have that whole journey of engaging with them, following up with them, making sure that you're connected on the right platforms.
1: Yeah, email is definitely still valuable for businesses, and we know firsthand at Reach that it can be very effective when you cross promote it with SMS too. And absolutely, there's no reason why brands can't get involved on platforms like Instagram, TikTok. You never know who might discover your profile. So to close out this main section, do you have some quickfire B two B marketing tips that you could share with us?
2: Absolutely. Get on LinkedIn, um, have a consistent content flow on LinkedIn. So I'm talking don't just spend two weeks of hammering out content every single day and then disappear for three months again. Really stretch it out and structure it out so it's a consistent flow rather than a peak of content. Obviously give value with everything that you say and everything that you do online. Don't forget your other channels. Don't just focus on LinkedIn. Don't forget your emails. Don't forget who the people are that you're talking to and really focusing on building that relationship. And last but not least, don't be scared to show personality and a bit of a vulnerable side, especially as we go into 2021, which nobody knows what it's going to look like.
1: Yeah, that's great. Thanks for those. I think they go hand in hand extremely well and they should help b2b brands to connect with existing customers but also expose their product and services to new audiences organically i'm going to be asking hannah two quick questions that focus on her career and some of the funny side of working so the first one is do you have a fun or memorable story that stands out when you look back on your career it could be something a little bit funny cringeworthy inspirational or a bit crazy if you want to
2: yeah, so actually, this question was probably the hardest out of all of them. <laughs> just to pick one that is okay to share. But I think what I've noticed over over my career so far is that I've sort of just developed a pattern of whatever job I start working, I just seem to be thrown into the deep end straight away. So to give you an example, when I first graduated and started my first role in an agency. Um, Two weeks after I joined, the account director went on maternity leave and basically went, here you go, Hannah, here are your client's I've kind of ran you through how this works, this agency land um, that you've never been in. Off you go. There is support there if you need it, but I'm sure you'll be fine. And that was two weeks after I joined. Um, And I thought, is this normal? I thought, you know, a lot of my friends went on to graduate programs and had training for probably six months, if not longer, um, before they would be let loose on anyone on their own. So that's how I started my career. Um, Obviously, I'm still here, so it's all good. Um, But it hasn't changed because when I joined Create Engage, um, I was probably a month in and then Nick had already planned a trip to Japan to go to the Rugby World Cup. um, And obviously it was just the two of us. And so there was a lot of juggling back and forth um, with time zones and everything. But I just thought, as I joined them just over a year ago, I just thought, I've come full circle. No matter what agency I work in, it's just here you go, here's your keys to the office and off you go. Um, But yeah, like I said, I'm still here. So, you know, it can't be that bad.
1: Yeah, that's a good story. And I think a lot of B2B marketers often get thrown in at the deep end. But the things to take from your answer is just to get stuck in and don't be afraid to make mistakes. My final question is, do you have a favorite resource that you think might help listeners with their daily tasks? Could be a blog, newsletter, plugin, tool, book, or whatever you want that you think might help us.
2: Yeah, so I've got a few. So I think my go-to for sort of industry news or tips and tricks is Marketing Week. So I absolutely love all of their stuff. Then in terms of book. I think it's This Is Marketing. I would recommend to anyone starting off in marketing, or even someone who's been in the industry for a while, it is such a good reminder of why we do what we do and why we love what we do so much. And then I'm also, like I said, big fan of podcasts. They're not necessarily all marketing related, but to just name a few, um, I'm a big fan of the Squiggly Careers podcast um, by Amazing If. A marketing podcast I really enjoy is B2B Better. So that's all about B2B marketing. And then a shameless plug for um, one of my own clients, um, JBM, their podcast is called 40 Minute Mentor. And it's all about inspiring entrepreneurs and business leaders, um, as well as top athletes and politicians, and how they got to where they are, and they share their career advice
1: That's a cool group of helpful resources to check out. So thanks for sharing. We're going to close out the episode here. So thanks for joining us and being an awesome guest, Hannah. I appreciate you taking your time to be with us.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Climbing Consulting. If you have any guest recommendations, comments, ideas, thoughts on how I can make this show better for you, just drop me an email. It's nick at createengage.co.uk and I really look forward to hearing from you.